Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. We are doing the first ever soccer scoreboard show. I don't know how complete it is, but we have uh, Bo Scotty Melvin. Say hello, Scotty. Hey, everybody. We got Andy Kretzinger, who are uh, uh, both at games as uh, I was covering golf, but I do have a uh, I'm going to start out by throwing out a score uh, that uh, Sigourney beat Highland five to nothing. Uh, first one of the year for Sigourney. So uh, uh, that's the first score I'm going to throw out there. I know Cole Kindred had a, a, a big game, uh, but uh, I don't have too many details. Uh, let's start with Scotty. You were at the Waco, Washington. Yeah, this game uh, turned out to be a JV match, which really was Washington's JV pitted against uh, Waco's varsity team with some liberal substituting and things like that. Um, it ended in a 3-3 tie. Uh, a lot of good points and, and things to improve on for both squads. I'll tell you, Washington must be set up real well right now with soccer. Uh, if, if that was their JV, they've got some really fast kids and kids that can handle the ball. They worked really uh, well together as a team. Waco made some strides. The Luchins brothers were, uh, man, that, I'm not sure they shouldn't have had a few more goals than the three, but uh, they were able to come out of there with three. And I expect those boys to get uh, even better at striking and scoring points for the Warriors. So, uh, all in all, it was a great night. Um, a lot of fun action. Colt Nickty had a bunch of saves, but the, the uh, Demons were able to get a few scores on him. Uh, generally, kind of in a tandem deal where he might block one shot on the goal, and then on the rebound, if he didn't snag it, there was somebody coming from the other side to get it in on the rebound, and that's kind of how the Demons scored their points. But, uh, yeah, it ended in a 3-3 tie. I think the Waco kids were a little frustrated they couldn't pull out the win, but I, I was really pleased with what I saw out there. Is it Lewin Brothers, or what, what's the name of those kids? Luchins. Uh, the Luchins. Yeah, they're the, they're the heart and soul of the offense there. Uh, they, they got on the board for the first time. That uh, What was it like when they scored that first goal? Did the crowd go nuts or what? Pretty, pretty exciting, yeah. There was a good crowd there. You know, you got two local teams and uh, probably a lot of families uh, <laughs> that got – kids and nephews and nieces and whatever in both schools were there so that it was a good crowd nick west actually got uh, the first goal for waco so in a way the first varsity goal for the waco warriors nick west is the guy that got him on the board for the very first time although this will go down as a jv match okay well at least uh you know every every time they step on the field against some experience 
that in and of itself is a win. But to get a tie against uh, a school that big, bigger than them, even if it was JV, uh, is a uh, pretty impressive. Do you feel like they're kind of on the on the move forward here? I do. Um, I think they they showed us in that that very first match against Fairfield, they had a little bit more going for the team right out of the gate than than maybe we thought. Um, and I did see some strides being made today. Uh, obviously, some things to improve on too, and that's to my kind of a uh, rookie eye as a spectator of soccer. But um, yeah, they're coming along. Um, no shame in a three-three tie with the uh, the Washington JV. I have a feeling that Washington JV would beat a lot of RC programs in this area. Okay. Well, Andy, uh, where were you at tonight? I was at Mount Pleasant, and uh, we had a uh, we had a doubleheader. Mount Pleasant was playing Columbus. Columbus WMU, although I didn't see a lot of Winfield names on uh, Columbus, so I actually started to question my own uh, knowledge of the uh, of the uh, co-op. They used to have a couple more. But um, it was uh, a doubleheader that was played um, on a field with no light, so I got pretty darn dark during the boys' game at the end. But uh, Mount Pleasant uh, pulls away uh, 7-0 in the girls' game. Um, Sharissa Warda had a hat trick for the MP girls. Um, Haley Parrott, who was a... Um, we, we saw during girls' basketball season, and she's playing her first year in soccer. She got her first two goals, and uh, that brought Mount Pleasant up to uh, 2-0 and on the girls' side. Uh, Mount Pleasant has um, their best player, um, one of the – she's been first-team All-State for the last couple of years. Ellie Manning only had one uh, goal. That's a, that's a New London name because it's a Mount Pleasant New London co-op. Uh, she only had one today, which I thought was pretty impressive for Mount Pleasant because she scored – so much, so much of their goals last year, and she scored all three of theirs in their first uh, win here last week. Um, and so it was cool to see them uh, kind of um, spread the ball around. And Columbus had a couple of shots uh, on goal, but couldn't get one through. And then the boys' game was a real good one. Mount Pleasant ended up three uh, nothing over Columbus on that. Um, Mount Pleasant uh, sophomore uh, Jonah uh, Zimmer uh, had two goals. Mount Pleasant is, I think they have, out of like the 30 kids in their program, like 22 of them are freshmen or something like that. They're the, one of the youngest teams uh, in the state. Um, it was a back-and-forth match. Uh, someone who really uh, impressed me, and I, he's, he's been impressive for the last couple of years, but uh, Oscar Alcala for uh, Columbus, he didn't score um, today, but he is so dangerous with the ball. He's one of the most fun kids to watch. Um, he had a couple of times where he squirted through the defense and, and he had one just sail over the crossbar. Another one got saved on little moves where he would just kind of create a little magic with his feet. And he almost tied it up a couple of times. It was one zero for a long time. Mount Pleasant scored two late ones on him. Um, but that's, uh, that was, uh, Mount Pleasant's first boys soccer win, uh, in a while. I was actually trying to, um, look this up to see Mount Pleasant's had some down years, uh, the last couple of years in soccer with their numbers and, conference getting better um and head coach Rocco Russo was in his um first year here for the for the Panthers um so it was cool to, to see them get a win as I told them I, I didn't see them they were they were pretty good a few years ago but I didn't see them um, get a win in a while and let's see they went one and 16 last year and two and 13 uh the year before so since the COVID year they've only won three uh three games coming into this year they already got a win they usually don't beat Columbus Columbus is a pretty good program and uh now Washington's got to go play that Washington, or uh, Mount Pleasant's got to go play that Washington varsity team that has scored, I believe, 16 goals in their first two games. So 
Scotty was right on <laughs> with uh, Washington's one of the, the deftiest teams in the area, and their varsity team is absolutely stacked. So um, it'll be fun to see if Mount Pleasant can compete a little bit with them this year. Uh, Mount Pleasant definitely showed a lot more uh, talent, especially with the freshmen coming in than they had the last couple of years. Well, Scotty, uh, I've heard about Columbus's team as just a perennial powerhouse. Uh, uh, have you heard the same thing? Yeah, I think so. Um, everybody that I talk to when I bring up that, hey, we've been, you know, taking a look at soccer uh, this spring so far, uh, brings up Columbus. You know, you hear a lot about West Liberty, of course, uh, which is a little further north, and, uh, you know, Fairfield and, and certainly Washington. But, yeah, Columbus is a powerhouse. And, Andy, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this because you probably have the info, but I think I heard that earlier, uh, what, a week ago or whatever, Washington beat Columbus seven to zero and had forty one shots on the goal in that game, which is pretty insane. <laughs> so um, uh, this year, I was Washington's going to beat a lot of good teams by blowout. Yeah. That's what uh, my guy Zach Stout is telling me, and uh, he was supposed to be there tonight to watch this game, but he wasn't. Um, but uh, yeah, I hear that Washington might be kind of the class of Southeast Iowa. I guess we'll have to wait and see with the, say a Burlington Notre Dame or some of these other schools that are perennial powers. Uh, Fort, Fort Madison's really good. Too. Oh, That's yeah, Fort Madison, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get an interview with the Fort Madison coach. Well, uh, don't mention uh, Mid Prairie West Liberty score because, uh, oh, it probably isn't even over yet, but uh, I've got a, someone calling in for that next. But, Andy, can you give me briefly a little bit of the rundown of the team's, uh, I don't know if you have any scores or uh, but some of the some of the schools that you're covering, at least the ones you think might be good. Yeah, um, well, um, at the Mark Union area, um, I definitely think Washington is, is probably the number one. Um, Fair, Fairfield is, is usually our one of our best boys soccer teams. You know, just like every other sport. I mean, I remember a few years ago, and Mount Pleasant was the conference champion. So, But Fairfield is always really good. They're really well coached. Um, we saw them against Waco, and they're, they're – um, Andrew Tuhill, who probably would have been their best player coming in this year, definitely their best scorer, got hurt. He's out for the year, so – they're damaged in that, and so they're kind of younger, and we saw that against Waco because I thought Waco looked like they were right even with them for a, a while there. Um, Mid-Prairie's a little bit down this year. They, they lost uh, to Williamsburg the other day. Um, Highland was a younger team and that didn't have great numbers last year, so I would say Washington kind of far and away is our number one on the boys' side. Um, and then Mount Pleasant and Fairfield, after watching them both, I think that would be a pretty entertaining game. Um, but as far as the Southeast Conference, Washington and Fort Madison, I think, have a little bit of a, a leg up on the boys. And none of the girls, I think. Um, um, Burlington, Keokuk, Fort Madison, uh, really everyone. Fair, Fairfield was the one team that struggled a, a lot last year. They were really, really, really young last year and new. They were more new than young last year. But between Mount Pleasant and Washington and and Burlington has a super stud on their team, uh, Kevin Tyson and uh, – there's basically a lot of teams in the girls that are all pretty much even. But boys-wise, got to give the nod to Washington. But we'll see. They play Mount Pleasant later this week, I believe. Well, Scotty, uh, we saw Fairfield last week. I thought they looked pretty, pretty damn good. What do you think? I agree. Um, I think what, what happened, you know, uh, I didn't know about the best player that they had being hurt. So that's certainly a story line for them. Um on top of that, I felt like, you know, his first game of the year, um, and nothing, not to take anything away from Waco, but maybe there were some, some growing pains going on there for Fairfield. Um, I don't know that 
you know, Golden Nickty's given up some goals, but I don't know that it's going to be real easy to score on Waco, uh, no matter what kind of competition they're going against. Just because him and uh, Reese Oswald, they are very experienced athletes, and they're quick and they're strong, and they, they kind of put up a, a formidable uh, defensive back end there for those guys. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Fairfield, uh, they look pretty darn good to me, especially when they decided to ratchet up the pressure there on offense in the second half. Well, Scotty, is there? Uh, uh, what's the next game you think you're going to get to? Well, I know Waco's got uh, a road game against Highland next. I don't think I'll get to that one. I've got the schedule here if I can grab it quick. Um, and then they do have quite a few home games, it seems like. And, and that uh, little little field they've uh, thrown together is working out pretty well. Yeah, they've got a home game against Wapolo on the 10th of April. And then three days later, they'll be at home against Mediapolis Bulldogs. Uh, so a couple of games there coming up in, in about a week's time, week and a half there. Well, Andy, what do you know about this Wapolo team? Uh, I, so I don't know a ton about Wapolo. I know a little bit more about Highland. And I think um, uh, one thing, I, um, the Highland, so a lot of times if a team, uh, school doesn't have a girls' soccer team, um, uh, the boys' soccer team is kind of a co-ed team. And you saw that Waco has a lot of girls that do stuff mm-hmm. for them. You know, they're, they're a real co-ed team. There's three or four girls out there. And at least last year, Highland was very similar in that. Um, so it'll be kind of a unless I am missing the the that a bunch of them graduated. It should be a kind of a cool little co-ed um, battle there when they go against each other. Um, but uh, I don't know. You know, seeing Waco, I think I said this when I uh, last week when they played Fairfield. I did not expect an upstart team, even if even though Waco has been a really good athletic school this year, I didn't expect them to keep it close against Fairfield. I was pretty impressed with, you know, how good they are at soccer. And I talked to a couple of people tonight in Mount Pleasant that said a lot of those Waco young kids illusions that you just talked to and a couple others uh, were part of some really, really good club teams when they were younger and that they have kind of an influx of talent coming in the, the underclass as we've kind of seen, um, with them so far this year. So I, I look for Waco to, to maybe challenge a couple of these, especially the super conference teams, the little smaller schools. They're not playing teams that are four times as big as them anymore. Uh, maybe they'll pull out a win here. Well, Annie, is there any games coming up that you're looking, looking forward to seeing or covering? Uh, that's a good question. I'll, I'll, I'll cover the, uh, well, either myself or Hunter will cover the Washington and Mount Pleasant game. I think later this week, that's uh, a game where, um, the boys haven't been as competitive the last few years. Washington's gotten really good, and Mount Pleasant's been down. But the girls had went. It had been a one goal. It had been a one goal game for like the last like five or six. Last year it was something like the last four four games that went into overtime between the Fairfield and Mount Pleasant girls. Some crazy stat like that. I'd have to look it up to to make sure. And then um, Fairfield does play at Fort Madison on Thursday, um, which in boys soccer has kind of been the conference championship for a while now last year washington snuck up and was a little better than fairfield but i don't know they'll have to fairfield have to be, play pretty darn good to, to beat for madison uh, for madison is pretty stacked well uh sigourney i was talking to uh uh to their, uh, lee crawford there uh the, the ad and he says you know uh they're in their third year uh they never won one more than one game they got to combine boys and girls and Kyoto uh, and Sigourney to, to field the team, but yeah. uh, uh, they, they like I say they got out there uh, and and won five to nothing tonight. So uh, that's a pretty good uh, uh, improvement. And uh, 
maybe uh, Waco get a, a win on the board uh, in their next game as they've already got a loss and a tie, so they only got one more one more category to cover, I guess. Uh, That's true. Well, either one of you guys got anything else to say uh, before we let you guys go? Um, I, I'd throw out uh, Ellen Housing, Ella Housingay's uh, performance tonight for Waco. You know, sometimes you worry a little bit in, in these varsity sports. Uh, when the girl, you know, it's co-ed, and it gets a little physical out there on the soccer field. Boy, she held her own tonight and actually uh, out-physicaled a couple of the uh, boys from Washington. I was very impressed with that. How about you, Andy? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I was um, – the girls made up a lot of the defense when they played against Fairfield, and I was impressed with – they had a couple of uh, Fairfield kids squirt through, and and uh, they shut them down pretty good stuff. But you know what? Waco's only lost, like – Four games in girls' sports. If you combine basketball and volleyball and stuff, so you have to assume that that they have they got some chops over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Andy, what did you order for uh, after the game? Uh, I'm I'm uh, eating Hardee's right now, which is uh, I've been eating a little too much fast food and gas station food. But during the spring, when when you're out during dinner time, it's uh, hard not to. So I'm just eating uh, chicken tenders from Hardee's. Oh, I like that Frisco burger. What do you like there, Scotty? I'm a big fan of the Frisco burger. I love the, uh, I believe it's the, uh, was it the ultimate omelet? Uh, oh, yeah. Breakfast. That might be the best breakfast sandwich on the market. Unfortunately, fellas, uh, after my long hiatus from the gym and from Iowa, I am back on the old uh, bodybuilding diet mode, so I'm not eating a lot of anything. So. Well, uh, I appreciate I know you're, you're missing out on some working out to, to go cover these games, and I sure appreciate you. Scotty, I got you a couple fine. great coaches uh, to interview tomorrow, if you're right. so inclined. All right. We well, thanks a lot. Uh, stick around, listeners, as we'll have a little update from Mid Prairie. Uh, thanks for listening to our first ever uh, soccer scoreboard show. Thanks for being with us. Well, folks, uh, we weren't able to get connect with anybody at Mid Prairie. Uh, we did hear that. Uh, West Liberty was a very, very good team. Did win that game ten to nothing. So probably wasn't too much to talk about. And uh, uh, but uh, that's going to be a wrap. Uh, you know, Sigourney wins. Uh, Waco and Washington ties. And Mount Pleasant uh, uh, boys were able to come out uh, on top of uh, a very good Columbus team and maybe turning their their things around a little bit. Uh, I want to thank Andy uh, Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union and Scotty Melvin. Sports director right here at Round Guy Radio. Uh, a little bit of soccer scoreboard show you. We wrap up the first episode. Thanks for listening. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. 
and McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.